she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. As an always ambitious soul, I knew, whether I cared to admit it or not, that I wanted to create both impact and legacy with whatever I did with my life. And having begun in the working world as an employee, I can reflect now and say, I knew that creating the level of impact and legacy I desired was likely to be limited if I stayed an employee all my life. And being an employee is a way to earn income is an ideal solution for many, but it was never going to be the best solution for me. And I wonder if it was ever going to be for you or if, like me, you had a sense there was something more and you understood that perhaps being a business owner could be a powerful vehicle to create the impact and legacy you desire to leave in the world. So the concept of impact and legacy creation is what we're dedicating this episode of She Leads, She Thrives to. I'm so looking forward to unpacking what impact creation and legacy actually are and to share with you possibilities to activate and amplify your innate wisdom you know, your vision and ambition to leave your own gorgeous metaphorical footprint on the world and the people you get to interact with. Welcome to a new episode of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. I'm Shannon Dunn, your host here in this wisdom space. And as a business and leadership coach and business educator, author, speaker, all those kind of things for a good couple of decades now, if you've listened to episodes at this point, then you know that I have plenty to say about a lot of things. And I don't hold back, not like I would have in my younger years. But if you're new to She Leads, She Thrives, welcome. It's great to have you here. And, you know, you've just heard me share. I have a lot to say. So no warning labels required at all. I'm a philosophical, deep-thinking soul from way back who is increasingly intentional and determined to both create impact and leave a lasting positive legacy that contributes to the good of the world and her people. So let's talk about this more so that we can all get a better understanding of it. Now, I 100% believe that impact and legacy starts with self-leadership, and this is something I'll be reflecting on also in today's episode. But to begin, though, to begin, we'll explore the concept of impact and look at what it actually is. You know, what does it mean to create impact or to be an impact creator? No need, I don't think, really for any definition from a dictionary perspective here. 
Um, Because I I get a sense that you know what it means to create impact. But for me, just to give you kind of an idea about where I'm coming from, it means to intentionally contribute to the experiences of others in a positive, meaningful, and kind of, dare I say, impactful way. But impact refers also to the effect or influence that someone has on a particular situation, a system, or an individual. It can be positive, but it can also be negative. And impact can also be measured in various ways, depending on the context of the impact we're talking about. Now, impact can also refer to social, environmental, economic, or personal outcomes, among other things. And if you desire to create impact, I feel it's important to be mindful of the kind of impact you want to make and to keep that front and center as you focus, you know, as a focus, I should say, or value in your business. Impact is also possible at a variety of scales and levels. So being aware of how impactful you desire to be is also worth considering. For me, having the quite rare visionary creator archetype, the big, big visionary picture, big picture, futuristic kind of thinker, impact is always going to be large scale and far reaching into the future. My impact and legacy are intricately entwined, as yours will be. And the impact I want to make is most definitely, certainly, without a doubt, positive impact. No negative focus with what I'm creating at all. Your impact may not have the same scale as mine. It doesn't mean it's any less important or any less valuable in any way, shape or form. So be mindful about the kind of impact on the scale that you desire to create. So how do you actually create positive impact? Creating a positive impact can be done in many ways. And the best approach will depend on the specific context and desired outcome or result that you are visioning and taking action towards. But here are some ideas that could help you in your quest to create a positive impact. Firstly, identify what your focus is. So understand perhaps the issue, concern or problem that you want to address and identify maybe the cause of that, like what's underlying that issue, concern or problem you've identified that you want to change. Or if you are perhaps more future focused and really all about creating an inspiring impact, then you may not start with a problem as your motivation and momentum and instead define your impact focus around the outcome you wish to achieve or experience for yourself and for others. So either way, firstly, identify your focus. Next, it can be helpful to set clear goals. So defining what you want to achieve and then setting measurable targets is going to make a big difference to you creating some momentum and hopefully taking regular action. I really feel that goal setting has got value and it can guide you as you take action towards your chosen impact vision. You can also do some research and some planning Conducting research to understand what is underlying your impact vision, particularly if your desire is to create change in response to an issue or problem, is going to be so beneficial. Next, you could develop a plan that outlines the steps that you could take to achieve your goals. This is where the goals that you've just set previously come into to play. Now, having all this planning and having goals and having a vision and having an understanding of what you want to create is fabulous. It's the place to start. But unless you do something with all of that, you're not really going to necessarily create much impact at all. Just having an intention, having a wish, having a desire, having a vision is not that powerful unless you actually do something with it. So the next thing to suggest is that you implement and also consider evaluation. So with any experience turning vision into reality, there comes a time when you are at the point of implementation. 
This is where you put your plan into action to see also how you're progressing. It's a great idea to regularly evaluate and if needs be, adjust your plan and its actions as necessary and keep yourself guided, you know, and moving forward with momentum. Your impact vision will benefit from you also learning and adapting as you move forward in pursuit of creating the lasting impact I have no doubt that you want to create. Continuously learning from your experiences is another valuable thing to do. And then using that learning to adapt your approach as necessary will support you in so many, so many beautiful ways. As you move forward with your impact vision into reality, I'm a big believer in also celebrating. I even wrote a book about celebration, which came out in the early part of 2021. Sorry, 2022, I should say. It's not as old as I thought it was. But this book, you know, is is about celebration because I believe celebration is so valuable and it's not something that a lot of people do naturally or with intention. And I'll be telling you more about the braggadocious effect in the next episode, and I'm sure I'm going to mention it in other episodes moving forward. But for now, in your impact quest, recognize and celebrate the positive impact you have already created and use it as motivation to continue making a difference. Now, as I mentioned earlier, for me, impact and legacy go hand in hand. I feel that impact really underpins legacy, or you could look at it like this. You have the potential to create an influential and useful legacy when you're also creating impact. So this kind of gives you an overview or an introduction to, to impact. And I, you know, have all faith that the fact you're listening to Shirley She Thrives podcast, you're already an impact creator or you desire to be, and, you know, you probably haven't even looked at what you're already creating in the world. But let's take this to another dimension and talk about legacy. So what is legacy and how do we actually create legacy? Legacy is the impact or influence that a person or organization has in the world after they are gone. So this is talking about after our physical life. It's the kind of, if you look at it as the sum total of achievements of values, beliefs, and attitudes, and all of that together is it's like what we're passing down to future generations. Now, you may never have considered your legacy, and we all have one after we've left this physical plane, like you may not realize that at all. And you may be like me and want to influence yours, or perhaps it's maybe not even something that's that important to you. But bear with me here, because I want to get you thinking. One of the big things about She Leads, She Thrives podcast and all the episodes, whether it's a solo episode from me or an episode with an incredible guest that we have, I really want to get you to consider things differently, to think differently and to be able to recognize and take action in line with the reality that you are incredibly influential on everything you do, everything you say, everything you believe, everything you think, all those things. Let me share a story with you about legacy. Now, I remember when I was completing my transpersonal art therapy qualifications, which is many years ago now, there was an entire module in, I'm pretty sure it was our second year, that was dedicated to the cycles of life. And we explored all facets from before birth to birth, childhood, adolescence, adulthood, old age, death, and then legacy. Now, whilst I found the learning and exploration interesting, it was the focus on legacy that made the greatest impact on me. This is 100% something you may want to spend time doing for yourself. So this two-part exercise that we walked through or were guided through by our tutors was so profound and had me thinking and intentional in ways I'd never considered previously. So we were asked to reflect on the kind of life we wanted to live, the kind of impact we wanted to create, and the legacy we wanted to leave. 
the first part of the exercise started with a brainstorm. Now, when I'm doing any brainstorm, I love to get a big sheet of paper for this. And I always use colored pens or colored markers when I'm mapping things out. Definitely my archetypes come into play there. The guidance suggested that we write down all the things we would love to accomplish, the kinds of people we wanted to meet and know, the kinds of learning we wanted to do, the kinds of adventures we wanted to be a part of, the kinds of words we wanted people to use to describe us as people, to describe our character. And then from all of that, we were guided to write down the kind of legacy we felt we were here to leave in in and on this world. Now, as I shared, this was a powerful experience for me and one that was significantly amplified once we were guided to the next part of the exercise. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever written a eulogy. I've had the privilege of writing two in my life, one for my nana who passed in 1999 and one for my darling dad when he passed in 2016. It was such a gift to reflect on their lives and to share stories about them as people and to capture part of their legacy through my lenses as granddaughter for Nana and daughter for Dad. Now, you might be able to guess where I'm going next. Maybe not. But the next part of the exercise that we were guided to do when I was studying art therapy was to reflect on those cycles of life and then to write our own eulogy. I think I was about 31 at the time. And it was one of the most confronting things I'd ever been given the opportunity to create. I'm not someone who is, you know, in an illusion that my life is going to last forever. I spent the very first part of my professional career working in health as a registered nurse. I have seen and been in a space of witnessing many people pass their physical life. So, you know, I'm not in any naive kind of space there, but you know, in your 30s, even you're younger, even even now, and you know, as I am, you know, a couple of decades older than that, it's still confronting to consider writing your own eulogy. But at the same time, it felt like a casting forward into the future and defining what could be my possibility and potentiality in a lived sense. Now I have a copy of it somewhere in my study folders from those couple of decades ago, and I will one day dig it out to read again, I'm sure. But it was before I was in business and it was was before I knew I was here to create, you know, impact and to leave a valuable positive legacy. And also before I understood that business was a powerful vehicle for this or before I knew instinctively that I could positively influence my own life and step into the aspect of my self-expression that I refer to as self-leadership or being a self-led soul. So I really encourage you to do the exercise. You don't need to pause and do it now. Listen to the episode and come back and do this at a time where you feel ready to explore this. But really think about how you want to be described and celebrated by those who knew you, hopefully loved you and cheered you along your journey of life and business if you are in business. You know, if you're not sure where to begin, though, in terms of creating a legacy, here's some ideas that I'd like to share with you to consider so that you can really own being the influential individual that you are. So I encourage you to identify your values and beliefs, you know, determine what you stand for and what you want to be remembered for. Like your values and beliefs will form the foundation of your legacy, 100%. You could also be really conscious about making a positive impact. We've already talked about impact. I really feel like you're already an impact maker, an impact creator, but look for ways to make a positive impact in and on the world. This could involve or extend to things like volunteering or supporting causes that you care about, using your skills and resources to help and guide others. Your business is such an ideal platform for impact creation. 
And I really hope that you get that by now. You could create something of value. So consider creating something that will outlast you. So such as a book, a, you know, a piece of artwork or a business that will benefit others for years to come. For me, this has been tangible things such as the books I've contributed to, the solo authored ones to date, and all the books that are still to come. And it is certainly the Thrifactor framework and her 12 archetypes that is a significant part of my legacy and all of the the content I create, the teaching I create, the fact that we have a leadership certification and certifying Trifactor coaches to use the archetypal profiling you know, framework and also the coaching framework or the coaching methodology, that's all the legacy I am leaving in this world. Now, as another idea that you could consider if this, this kind of resonates with you, you could leave a financial legacy. Consider setting up a trust or making charitable donations that could continue to support important causes after you're gone. But really, also consider like those that you care about the most. Might be family members, it might be other individuals or, or groups. And, you know, how can you leave something for them after your physical life? This is one that I am all for and doing all the time. Share your wisdom and experiences. You could write down your experiences, the lessons you've learned, the advice and guidance for future generations. Now, this could be done in the form of a memoir or a blog or through sharing your stories with others verbally. But don't dismiss podcasting as an opportunity to do this also. It's a great opportunity to record your voice, sharing your wisdom and your experiences. And it doesn't just have to be business related. You can also do this for personal you know, wisdom and experiences you wish to share or capture so you can share mentor and inspire others. Now, if you're in business, you're probably doing this already. And I have no doubt that a significant number of you who are in business listening um, are online service providers, and you probably have a teaching or a guidance or a mentoring aspect, and you're highly likely inspired believers is an archetype. So you're probably already doing this, but sharing your knowledge and skills with others and helping inspire them to achieve their goals and make a positive impact. You know, it's such a, a fabulous thing to do. Now, this may be, as I said, an aspect of your business, or perhaps it's something that you do in a community sense. I know that I've mentored in a volunteer role many times over the years in different things. And I've also donated my time and you know my skills to teach in different ways to support others. Living a life of integrity is also a key part of creating legacy. Now, your legacy is shaped by how you live your life. And perhaps you could say how you know, well you live your life and the values that you uphold. By living a life of integrity, honesty, and kindness, compassion, connection, whatever words that you want to put in there that are really meaningful for you, you can create a legacy that is both memorable and definitely meaningful and impactful. So creating a legacy takes time. There is definitely effort involved and a dedication or commitment to doing this. As I talk a lot about being more intentional, that's where I see that you know, being considered about what you're thinking, saying, feeling, and doing is you also in this moment contributing to your legacy, your impact at this time, but also your legacy. So the impact you have on the world and the memories you leave behind can last for generations. And I think we underestimate just how far into the future our stories, our lives, our teachings, our learnings, anything we share, anything we create could actually last. You know, so are you with me, Impact Creators? Are you ready to actively influence the legacy you're already creating in a whole different way moving forward? Honestly, the potential excites me for all of us. It really does. 
So the third part of today's episode that I wanted to explore with you is what self-leadership is in relation to impact and legacy. And I definitely feel it is the foundation of any successful and always member successes by your definition, impact created and legacy left. I've used the phrase personal leadership interchangeably with self-leadership. So go with whatever makes sense to you. Now, I've also shared how self-leadership is, by my own belief, a core foundation underpinning and upholding so much of the the impact that we are all creating in the world. Self-leadership is also a core foundation underpinning and upholding the entire Thrive Factor framework. That is the archetypes, the profiling, and the coaching methodology that goes along with the archetypes. You could think of the whole foundation like like a robust foundation for your home. And I hope you live in a home that has fabulous foundations. But, you know, how different, just think for a moment, how different your quality of life would be if the foundations didn't uphold the walls and they they weren't able to uphold the roof and be a space for you to live in safety and, you know, as you desire to. So, you know, self-leadership is a huge part of my world. It's a huge part of my teaching and something that I think we have such great opportunity to really tap into, to understand, to harness in different ways that perhaps we haven't to this point in time. But what is self-leadership? I think it's, you know, it's a term that I'm seeing used more and more. It's a popular term, self-leadership, being self-led, a popular terms that I see and hear showing up in the business landscape in increasing volumes. But really, self-leadership refers to the ability of an individual, so you or myself, to lead and manage themselves in order to achieve our personal and professional goals. It involves taking personal responsibility for our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions, and using things like self-awareness, self-understanding, self-reflection, and even self-discipline to steer or guide ourselves toward the success that we desire to experience and to create. Now, success is, as I see in this context, you actively thriving on your terms. So you might want to keep that in mind as you're considering about you know, self-leadership and how you could perhaps be more self-led. Now, self-leadership involves several key elements, including, but this is not a limited, like all defined, this is all we have. These are things that I want you to consider, though, as a starting point for really understanding self-leadership and defining, you know, how you may be move forward in the world as a more self-led individual. Self-awareness is something that is incredibly important in relation to self-leadership. Understanding your strengths, your challenges, which are two key parts of the Thrive Factor Framework and Archetypes, perhaps your weaknesses, if that's a word that resonates with you, opportunities, your values and your beliefs, and using this knowledge to make informed decisions and then take action is transformative. As I've said, the entire Thrive Factor Framework, the coaching methodology and all 12 archetypes are influenced by self-awareness as an active practice. I often refer to the Thrive Factor Framework as a self-awareness and self-understanding methodology. Knowing who we are is such an underrated, I don't even know what it is, underrated gift maybe. That's the words I was looking for. If you've ever studied philosophy or aware of some of the ancient philosophers, particularly those in the that come from the Greek tradition, you may be aware of that really commonly used phrase in relation to philosophy that one of their core lessons or the core invitations to learn was the whole phrasing of know thyself. 
This underpins so much of philosophies that have infiltrated across the world. And I find it interesting that as human beings, we are so curious about who we are, and yet we're not always invested in expanding our self-awareness is a massive opportunity for you if you wish to do that. Now, self-leadership also involves things like vision and goal setting, you know, understanding the bigger picture of what you want to create. This is intrinsically tied to your impact and legacy. We've talked about this already. But also, once you've got that vision clear, setting clear, measurable and achievable goals and developing a plan, so as an action plan, what am I going to do to bring these goals to life? What am I going to do to support these goals, to support my vision, to be go, become reality and not just stay a vision? These are all, you know, see them as acts of self-leadership. Self-motivation is another incredibly valuable aspect to self-leadership. So maintaining an optimistic attitude, staying focused and motivated, and taking intentional action towards your visions and goals, really, that is self-leadership. It's, I can't really say much more for this one at all. If you're not a naturally motivated person, this is a great opportunity to get help, to reach out to someone who can support you, coaches, mentors, guides, anyone you can learn from, listen to podcasts, you know, like this one or whatever else your other favorite listening, you know, opportunities are. Listen to audiobooks, read books, go to seminars, go to workshops, do them online, in person. Anything that can help you to feel more motivated and help you to sustain motivation is going to be of value. Another aspect to consider in relation to being more self-led is self-discipline. Now, exercising self-control and making choices that align with your values, your vision and your goals, even in the face, say, of temptations and challenges and unhealthy external influences, is you being a self-led soul. Now, I'm not sure if you've heard of it or read Jack Canfield's Success Principles book. Uh, If you have, you might remember the first principle. I was first gifted this book by one of my early business coaches that I spent quite a bit of time with. And it would be about 16 years ago, easily. And I devoured every aspect of the book. And I was grateful to be part of a group program where we explored the different success principles. You know, the book would surely be readily available now. So if you don't have a copy, go and grab one. And I would encourage you, if you are happy to get an actual book with pages that turn, to do that because it's a kind of book that is can be really fabulous to go back to time and time again. Mine is definitely looking well-loved these days. Anyway, I am slightly distracted here. The first principle in this Jack Canfield success principles is take 100% self-responsibility. This is you exercising self-discipline and is most definitely self-leadership. I remember at the time being really challenged to think about what self-responsibility was and to question whether I was indeed taking 100% self-responsibility. And you know what? At the time, I wasn't. No way was I taking 100% self-responsibility. And over the course of my life since that time, since my eyes and my, I guess my heart and my wisdom were open to that invitation, there has been other times where I have not taken 100% self-responsibility, but I am more aware of it and I'm more intentional towards doing that. And that is feeding into self-discipline and really is an expression of self-leadership. You can also reflect through the lens of what may be referred to as continuous improvement. So engaging in reflection, in learning and self-improvement and striving to grow and develop as a person, as an individual, is a commitment to self-leadership and will lead 
just to a ripple effect of ongoing benefits for you and all others in your world. And you know, we're talking legacy, it may end up leading to ongoing benefits in a ripple effect to people for generations to come. And like, how cool would that be? Gets me excited anyway. Now you can also understand and develop emotional intelligence. Like I am so happy to see this being talked about is so much more than it ever used to be. But managing your emotions and relationships effectively and using empathy and interpersonal skills, just to name a couple of things, to connect with others is so important. We've got such an opportunity to really understand our emotions and to be able to, you see the term a lot used, self-regulate, you know, be mindful about when you react in a certain way to something. Question yourself, not through the lens of judgment and criticism, but question yourself to see whether perhaps if you didn't feel good about the way you reacted or responded and there was emotions that came up that you didn't really want to experience, well, what can you do differently next time? I'm sure at some point in time we'll look at emotional intelligence as a whole episode on its own. You may be aware of it. It's an easy thing to go and Google, find out a lot about emotional intelligence, but I really encourage you to consider that in the context of your perhaps quest or your commitment to being more self-led and creating impact in this lived experience and legacy after your lived experience. Self-led people, in my experience, are 100% emotionally intelligent people. So it doesn't mean that you can't be self-led without emotional intelligence, but your quality of self-leadership, I feel, will be amplified when you do have a level of, of, it's like emotional intelligence, but also growing emotional intelligence, of developing, evolving emotional intelligence. Now, to kind of wrap this up in terms of another way that you can look at your self-leadership and being more self-led is to consider resilience. I do think it is definitely another key aspect of being self-led and developing an optimistic mindset and the ability to bounce back from setbacks and challenges is, you know, useful for all of us. Actually, in fact, let me just just pause on that for a moment. I heard a client share this phrase many years ago and I loved it in place of bounce back or bouncing back. She said that she'd been at, um, heard a speaker in an event that she was at talk about bouncing forward. Yes, to more of that, more than bounce back. Like this to me feels like true resilience for, you know, for the masses because when you have navigated personal experiences and learned from them, you can't go back to where you were before that time. So like the whole notion of bounce back, like bounce back to where, I certainly don't want to go backwards. And using the word back feels like a reverse kind of expression or reverse experience. So let's bounce forward together. Now, self-leadership is, is an important quality for personal and professional success. There's no doubt about that. And it enables you to take ownership of self-influence and, if you like this phrase, control of your life, achieve your goals, make a valued and lasting impact in and on the world, your world and the world at large. Can you see now how important self-leadership is to creating impact and legacy? You know, it's such a, a, a key key thing to consider. In fact, the way I see it is really self-leadership is non-negotiable when it comes to creating impact and to the creating impact and legacy equation. I'm so ready for a world with more self-led souls. Like there are more of us all the time. And I think there is such an opportunity for those of us that are stepping into self-leadership and embracing the whole notion, understanding it more and choosing to be self-led. We can support others to do the same if they choose to get on board and be a part of this. And I'm grateful that I began talking about personal leadership, you know, back in 2009, possibly before that, 
when I really first started defining the Thrive Factor archetypes. And then I've been able to redefine leadership for myself and many others by inviting us to reflect on what it means to be a leader. Now, if you've listened to She Leads, She Thrives for a while, you may have heard me ask each of our guests to share what leadership means for them in terms of life and business. Oh my goodness, I've so loved the diversity of answers and even more, I have loved how many of them are sharing their shift from thinking leadership was an external thing about leading others to recognizing leadership begins from within and the value of self-leadership. And I feel so many more people are waking up to their wish to create impact and to influence the legacy they'll leave and recognizing that being self-led is one way to nourishingly and easily enjoy the experience. Now, in March 2023, so coming up very soon, we open the doors to the next circle of students to join the leadership coaching certification. So during the learning experience, you'll discover how to profile and coach your female clients to become self-led individuals who are themselves making impact and positively contributing to the world. The certification actually begins early April this year. And if you are curious to know more, look out for a live learning immersion that will happen in March of 2023, where you'll be able to experience the profound impact of self-leadership coaching as a form of leadership in the world and discover exactly how valuable the Thrive Factor Framework and the 12 archetypes could be for you, your current and future clients, and all the women the world over. If you want to know more about this now, if you're kind of like I often get impatient, I don't want to wait till some dates to share. I want to know more, then please reach out to hello at thrifactor.com and Team Thrifactor can send you some information ahead of time. Follow my social media and you will definitely hear about what I've got coming up in that mid-March and then when the doors to the certification are open. But for now, it's time to sign off on another solo episode. I will be back next week with an actually another solo. We're doing, yeah, back-to-back solos. It's going to be the end of February by then, and that means it's my birthday. So I wanted to talk about celebration, which is the braggadocious effect. Braggadocious is the name of the book that I said I published and shared with the world about celebration in early 2022. And I also want to talk about more about self-leadership as a coaching focus, and I will also be sharing my birthday offer extravaganza. This is the one time each year I have a range of things available on offer for my community. Like I rarely discount anything because I'm very conscious of ensuring my pricing is as inclusive as it can be for the exchange in value experience and outcomes my community could achieve when we work together, whether that's one-on-one or it's in some kind of a group experience. But at birthday time, there's all sorts of fabulous on offer. Uh, So I'll be telling you a little bit more about what that is and how you can join me for something as part of the birthday offer. But as always, fabulous soul, be you, make your mark as an impact creator each day, influence your legacy, and always remember you were born to thrive. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.